Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Brian Haggerty Podcast. I'm Brian Haggerty, and today is July 12th, 2017. So how's everybody doing? I hope everybody's enjoying their summer. I hope you all had a very good 4th of July. I actually uh, didn't do a podcast last week because I figured it's the 4th of July and nobody's listening to podcasts. Everybody's barbecuing, relaxing, and spending time with friends and family, which is what I hope everybody did. So, anyway. (laughs) So what are we going to talk about today? Well, last time we talked about belief systems, so if you missed that podcast, please go check it out, about how our realities are all created by our belief systems, which are created by years of uh, repetitive thought over and over about the same things, believing in certain things for a long enough time causes belief systems. And those belief systems then can either hurt or hinder us or can help us depending upon the nature of those belief systems. So check that out. And the one before that is about emotional intelligence. Now, if you happen to have caught the latest cover of Time magazine, the lead story was all about emotional intelligence. Now, if you really want to learn how to hack your own brain, you know, you want to learn how to get the most out of life, how to be fulfilled, and to gain control over all of the circumstances in your life, then learn about emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is really nothing more than a way to become aware of your thoughts kind of from a distance, become aware of what words or what sentences or what sounds or what people trigger you in a negative way, and then try to figure out why. And then learn how to pivot your thinking into the directions in which you choose, meaning positive things, happy things, your goals, your dreams, your ambitions. And by doing so, we know through science that, again, where we place our attention will begin to build new neural pathways, which become new habitual ways of thinking. And the idea is that if our habits of thinking represent our strengths, our loves, our goals, our desires, our achievements. If we can do that and turn away from fear and anxiety-filled thoughts, because that's all they are. They're just thoughts. If we can learn to do that, we can take control over our life. So those were the last two podcasts. So if you missed them, please check them out. Give them a listen. And if you like them, click like and share them with others. Now, today's topic, I want to talk about social media. Social media is, of course, such a big thing now. In the last 10 years, it's pretty much taken over our culture. You know, before there was Facebook, before there... Well, actually, there was MySpace, if you remember that. That was the beginning of it all. And, um... But most people, only young people, seem to have been on MySpace. But as the years have gone on, now we've got everybody on Facebook. We've got several billion people on the planet. Something, uh, you know, like two billion people on Facebook now. We've got Instagram. We've got Twitter. We've got YouTube. We've got, uh, what else is there? There's Tumblr. There's all sorts of things out there. But the thing about social media is, I'm just so struck every day at how so many people misuse their social media. And I'm also struck at how so many people don't realize the permanent lasting record that they are leaving of themselves behind And not only for the future, but even for now, for people to see uh, what you are, who you are, and what you're all about. So, (laughs) So social media is something that, because it is so new to the culture, it really hasn't occurred to people the long-term effects. Because we're only now maybe starting to see what are called long-term effects 
but not to the extent that we will, let's say, 10 or even 15 years from now. And here's the thing about social media. Number one, you have to realize social media is an extension of who we are. So in other words, uh, whatever our personality, whatever our moral base, our character, our hobbies, our interests, our strengths, our, our desires, social media is the way that people pretty much show the world what they're made of. Now, that's fine, assuming you are very careful about showing the world what you're made of. But the problem begins when people just begin to indiscriminately either share inappropriate photos, and I'll get into what I mean by inappropriate photos, where they get involved in, in online discussions of, uh, uh, of a political nature or a religious nature or any hot topic and proceed to get involved in squabbles and arguments with people that they don't even know in these message threads. The haters, as they're called. The trolls, as they're called. And you know, once you understand that this is just an extension of who you are, then you have to understand and make a decision. Ask yourself, what is the reputation that I wish to project to the rest of the world, now and forever? What kind of brand and that's what I mean, brand, B-R-A-N-D. What kind of brand do I wish to establish for myself? Now, remember, you're free to share whatever you want. So if you want to share uh, inappropriate photos of yourself, let's say, you know, partying it up and drinking alcohol at college parties when you're younger, if you want to share that, you know, you're welcome to do so. Nobody's telling you you can't. But what I'm telling you is that you must be prepared for the impact. Let me give you a quick question, a quick example. So I've been looking around for painters recently. I've got a lot of work to do on my house. The house is approaching 70 years old. And, uh, you know, of course, it's been kept up with over the years, but it's now been a good 12 years, I think, since I've, <coughs> excuse me, painted. <coughs> excuse me, at least in terms of, you know, major paint. So I go on Craigslist and I look for some painters and you find them. And some of them will even give you their Facebook page or information, or even just their name. And what do most people do today? You do a Facebook search. You do a Facebook search to see if you can find these people. Now, this could be, like I say, in my case, it's a painter, or it could be a carpenter, a plumber, or an electrician. Or, let's also say, what if it's a job candidate? What if it's someone who's applying for a job at my company? I'm going to check their social media. Now... Just so you know, major companies will retain outside firms who will do complete social media profiles on all job candidates. And let me tell you that what you have on your page can either help you or hurt you. It could either get you that job or it could either dismiss you as a candidate. It's very easy to weed through candidates these days. Just check their social media. So, getting back to this painter. So I found this one guy. He lived a couple of towns over from me. I found out he had a Facebook page. It was one of those, you know, page where you click like. It was a business page, but I was able to find his personal page. So I went to his personal page. And I'm not going to get into the specifics, but I didn't like what I saw. 
I didn't like the nature of the photographs. I didn't like the what looked like the uh, caliber of people that this individual uh, associated. And so I made a decision I was not going to reach out and contact this person. Now, you can call it intuition, gut instinct. You could even call it being prejudicial. We're all entitled to have our prejudices, by the way, especially if it's for your own good. But whoever this person was did not get a job, or at least the chance to bid on a job, because of what this person had on his social media. Now, the thing about Facebook is this. Facebook offers you the ability to really control your privacy settings. Now, that's fine, but don't ever let that, don't ever let that be a reason for you to share things that later will come back and hurt you. And the reason being is, because just because your privacy settings are set a specific way, number one, it's the internet. So God only knows who can see it, who's got it, or whatever happens to it in the future. That's number one. But number two, there's nothing stopping from somebody else who can see it to, let's say, screenshot it, to save it for future reference. There's nothing stopping anybody from doing that. So the first thing you need to do is you have to go by a couple of rules. When it comes to sharing something on any social media, Instagram, Twitter, especially because Twitter is usually stream of consciousness. But number one, you've got to decide what it is about, what's your reputation going to be? Who are you going to be to other people? What do you want people to think about you when they hear your name? Now, I've always said that less is more. There's no reason to open up your entire life to the whole free world and show them everything about yourself. Criminals could be looking. People with nefarious intentions could be looking. Co-workers who are just looking for ways to undermine you. Don't think they're not doing that. You may have some nice people working with you, but you're going to have a few people who will always be looking to undermine. Um, so what do you want people to see? Do you want to give them ammunition? Things that they could possibly use against you? Things that they could use against you with other people? And, and not only that, let's also talk about the trolling and the arguing that goes back and forth. Most of the time, it's with people you don't know, you've never met. It could be mutual friends, friends of friends who are reading a post that you've shared that maybe a friend of a friend can see, or maybe you've tagged someone else, or maybe one of your friends has, has begun to answer in the thread and their friend sees it. Now, here's the rule that I follow. I never, and you know, those of you who know me know that I come from a background, a lifetime background of politics. I'm still involved in it. I'm not a no longer an elected official, but I'm, I'm, I'm a political insider. I get politics. I understand it. I understand the strategy, the business of it. So I know all of that. And yet, I never, ever comment on any post that is political in nature. Two reasons. Number one, who cares? And number two, why do I want people? Why do I want to start an argument with people? Because that's what's going to happen. If I post my opinion, and we all have opinions, big deal, that, that plus 10 cents will get you a cup of coffee. Hopefully, even if your opinion, as in my case, most of the time, is an informed opinion, I consider myself a little more informed than the average person because I take the time to become informed. But, you know, we can't be informed on everything. So why do I want to get into an argument with people? The other, and the other question I always ask is, why do other people want to argue with me? In other words, why would I start an argument with somebody I don't know who is expressing his or her opinion? And all I can tell you is, if you do, if you start posting political rants or opinions or sharing things that have a specific political bias or are leaning a specific way, you are opening yourself up to debate. 
Because all of a sudden, don't forget now, Facebook and social media means that people who have never had a stage, a platform, an opportunity to share their feelings, all of a sudden, these people have a platform. And the whole world can see it. And they're going to share what they think with everybody. Uh, now, while I disagree with their attempts at sharing, that's their right to do so, just as it's your right to share what you want. But remember, if you're going to be in business, if you're going to be a professional, the last thing you want to do is show people any political sides. You don't want to get involved in religious discussions. And you definitely don't want to use four-letter words or even insinuate four-letter words like a WTF. I hate that. It's classless, by the way. Uh, I, to me, four-letter words, unless you're a professional comic comedian or if you're using it in a specific context to really hammer, home, uh, hammer on a point, I don't like when four-letter words are used in just everyday ordinary language. To me, it demonstrates someone with a limited vocabulary and a limited intellect. That's what I feel. Now, you may disagree with me, and that's your right. And that's the other problem we have today is that people just can't seem to disagree without hating each other. And because people don't know facts, because they are ill-informed, then they just all reduce themselves to the ad hominem. If I can't debate you on facts, what am I going to do? I'm just going to attack you. Now, that's what we see the media doing every day. There, nobody's discussing facts anymore. Nobody's really discussing policy anymore. All we're doing is engaging in daily name-calling and a gotcha game. Every day someone's looking to get you. So that's why I avoid politics at all costs. Listen, there could be a client of yours that you've been entertaining, someone you wish to be doing business with, and you're making a good entree, you're forming a relationship. Next thing you know, they check your Facebook, and they don't like what they see. You may have a, a difference in opinion from their politics. And they may not like what you write. You may wind up writing some things that are very unflattering toward either yourself or others. And they choose not to do business with you. Now think about it. What's more important? Establishing your reputation in your career or spouting off some political opinion about something to a bunch of people that you don't know and who can't do anything for you. But are going to start writing back, they're going to start debating you, and they're going to start taking you to task, even though, or, or just flaming you. You just don't know. <sighs> I tell you, and it never, it never ceases to amaze me. I look at some of the posts I see on Facebook. I, I have about 2,700 friends. I have my friend list set to, uh, friend list set to private for obvious reasons. It's nobody's business. And the uh, you know, that's how I, I do keep things very private. You can't write on my wall. Um, there are certain photographs, but I don't upload a photograph if it's not something I wouldn't mind if it got out for the world to see. You know, I'm a very boring guy. I don't do many exciting things. I'm not a partier. You know, I don't, uh, if I go away on vacation, I never post a photo. If I go out to dinner, I don't post a photo. Most of the time, somebody may take a photo and tag me. If they do, I have to approve of it to appear on my wall. So I take control over my Facebook. But I am never at a loss to see what some people are putting out there. Now, most people, they may not be in business. They may either be retired or doing or have a job that doesn't really matter. But if you're going to be somebody, or let's say one day you decide to change and be somebody, why risk putting things out there that, again, you get no benefit from posting political rants, religious opinions, uh, foul language posts, Photographs of you drinking alcohol. 
and I'm talking about drinking. And listen, I, we all—I'm an adult. I like my wine, but I don't post pictures of me drinking wine because, again, it's just not necessary. Somebody could take that photograph and say, "Hey, uh, this was his tenth uh, glass of wine." Huh, how do I know? I'm—I'm I'm a public figure. I'm used to politics. Politics. If they can't uh, twist a story about you, they'll make it up. So why give them anything? And I know, I know what you're going to say. They're going to make it up anyway. That's true. But why make their job easy? Why make it easy? Why give them a visual? And, you know, that, that's the whole thing. You've got to get to the point where this, this need that people have of, uh, of um, exposing themselves and showing off every area of their lives. You realize, though, that everybody's doing the same thing and nobody really cares about you. They care about themselves. Now, here's what I do with Facebook. I enjoy using it as a way of keeping in touch with my, my grammar school friends, my high school friends, my college friends, and my other friends that I've made throughout life. I enjoy seeing pictures of their children as they grow up. I enjoy seeing nice things. So that is why the only comments you will ever see of mine on Facebook are only positive comments, meaning I will words of congratulations, best wishes, birthday wishes, um, you know, maybe commenting on a good cause, something that's non-political and non-controversial, uh, sharing positive things. Uh, of course, you can't go wrong sharing cute puppy and kitten videos. Everybody loves those. Those have become the norm. Uh, also, condolences. I'm not a fan of that, but sometimes, depending upon the person, uh, I will do that. But I generally like to do those things in person. If it's someone I, if I really know you, and if I know the deceased. I will make a personal phone call, or of course, if I can, I will go to the funeral or wake. But that's it. Because, and, and I was always this way, by the way. I had a firm understanding, you know, coming from a background in politics, you're just used to these, these disgusting, despicable scumbags out there who work in the political arena. And their job is to just find anything they can about you and destroy you. That's it. Whether it's true or not, they don't care because their job is to destroy you. And when you're dealing in a realm of political power, you are dealing with the worst of the worst of the worst. So that's why I was always careful. I understood that. I understood the power of public perceptions. Uh, perception, rather. And as I say, I don't really do anything. <laughs> I don't gamble. I don't do drugs. I don't go to bars. I don't go out to clubs. I don't party. Uh, that's it. So, I mean, I live a very boring life. I'm pretty much always have my head in a book or uh, watching a documentary. But I do enjoy my times, my small intimate gatherings with my friends. That I enjoy. But when I do those things, I don't post them. Why do I need to show people that I have friends and I'm enjoying my time with them? I don't care. Why should anybody else? So I keep those things to myself. And not only that, why I don't, you know, I don't have any right to uh, my other friends to show my other people who my friends are. I've got many, many friends. And most, I've got many pockets of friends too. And when I say pockets of friends, I mean, you know, this type of friend who's from this background, this type of friend who's into this kind of thing, these friends who are, let's say, political from the political background, other friends of mine who are musicians, uh, other friends who are from the scientific and technology community. So I have all these pockets of friends, and I have many of my friends don't know one another. And there's, there's no reason for it. They don't care. So I like to keep my personal life personal. So I only post things which, if they were released to the general public, there is nothing for which I would ever be ashamed. And first of all, I don't use four-letter words. Excuse me. I don't use, uh, I can't stand dirty jokes. 
You know, unless you're with a group of men, I, I just, I, but I, you know, it's just ridiculous. I think men who sit there and you know curse all the time and have to always use foul mouth and filthy language. I mean, that that that's just. They're free to do that. That's freedom of speech, freedom of expression. But it doesn't mean I have to associate with them. It doesn't mean I have to like it either. And that's the other thing. You know, this whole idea today, we live in a culture where everybody gets triggered and we have these social justice warriors and, and all sorts of things. And, you know, look, I'm a libertarian. I, you're free, as far as I'm concerned, to be what you want to be, who you want to be, and how you want to be it. So long as you're not hurting someone um, or robbing from someone. Anything else you're welcome to do. I don't care. But that does not mean that I have to either agree with it or like it. And the problem I have with the, and the danger I see in so much of this social justice, it's nothing new. It's, you know, it cycles itself. And this is, you know, every 20 years we go through this. But uh, I just kind of, I find it funny because years ago the uh, free speech advocates were liberals. And today the, uh, not so much liberals, there's classical liberalism. But today the, the progressives seem to be the ones who are trying to stifle free speech on college campuses. So in other words, if if I, if I you're a specific uh, whatever it may be, um, you choose a specific lifestyle, let's say I disagree with it, but that's fine. You could live your life, but you don't, I don't have to agree with it. The problem is that these people want to force you to agree with it. That's why they their, their way, their means of enacting social change is to do it through um, legislation and through the court system. Always remember, you can't pass a law that forces you to like someone else. All you will do is basically stifle their free speech. And if you do that long enough, you're gonna, and eventually it's gonna backfire, which is why we're seeing the backlash now among the public. The public is tired of it all. But where had all this stuff come from? Social media, social media. And again, if you want to establish a reputation, so much so, because you're the only one who can do that. You're the only one who can establish your reputation. You are the only one who has control, ultimate control, over what people know about you. So take that control. Take that control. Don't talk politics. Don't talk religion. I mean, you could say Merry Christmas to someone. Listen, I wish my Jewish friends a happy Hanukkah. Uh, I wish my Muslim friends a you know, best happy Ramadan. And of course, I, my Christian friends, a Merry Christmas. And I'm not even religious, but I don't care. So I respect other people's choices and decisions to follow their religion. But again, don't force me to either agree with you or to follow you. It doesn't mean I dislike you. It doesn't mean I even disrespect you. But don't think that that's going to, uh, you know, that that's going to work. Because it doesn't. So... Again, everything you write should be positive and flavorful. Everything you share should be in, uh, something that inspires. It should be, you know, words of wisdom, nice things, happy things, things that bring smiles to people's faces. No photographs of being crazy. And by the way, parents, please, you got to stop sharing so many pictures of your children. I'm kind of shocked sometimes that uh, friends of mine, they have, they have children, you know, tons of them, and, and, and tons of pictures of their children. Sometimes the children are, uh, you know, running around in diapers. I, I just don't think that that's, I wouldn't put that out there. There's a lot of sick people out there. So protect your children. Too much information out there. Make sure your privacy settings are very, very carefully guarded. Make sure your location settings on your photos, because by the way, I could find out where you took your photo right down. I could find out where you live just by clicking on some information. So please, 
guard yourself. Guard your reputation. Protect yourselves. Protect your family. Protect your friends. And make sure that no matter what you put out there, whether it's a tweet, a photograph on Instagram or Facebook, uh, a post you're sharing on anything, or even a YouTube video, if you truly want to guard and protect your reputation, if you truly want to be successful in your career and business, protect your reputation and think before you share. Because I've seen more careers ended in 40 character, 140 characters or less. I've seen more people fired, losing jobs, or people being... Um, Losing out on a job because of something they may have put on their Facebook uh, years ago, by the way. Years ago. Don't think that there's any time limit. Because it gives them a picture into what you are, who you are. It gives them a picture into your character. If there's a lot of pictures of you partying, eh, some, some companies may say, you know what? Uh, I don't want to risk a person who's going to have an alcohol problem or someone who's going to come to work hungover. I, I, so I'll go find another guy. There's plenty of job candidates. So don't be that person. Don't do that to yourself. Protect yourself. So that, folks, was today's podcast. So, uh, by the way, please follow me on social media. <laughs> We're talking about social media. Of course, everything I share, I believe, is helpful, hopeful, and inspiring. You can either send me a friend request on Facebook. I'm at Brian C. Haggerty there on Facebook. You could also click my fan page. I'm at Brian Haggerty on Facebook. You'll find me. And I'm on Instagram, Brian Haggerty Speaks. And I'm on Twitter. And my handle there is at BH Speaks. You could always send me a question. In fact, let me know. Give me some feedback here. Let me know what you thought about this. Give me some, uh, if you have any stories to share about social media mishaps, let me know. If you have any specific topics or questions that you'd like me to cover, let me know. But either way, either way, that gives, uh, that ends us for today. I hope to see you again very soon. I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please like and share it with others. Hopefully it has helped you in some way, shape, or form and enlightened you, as I always hope to do. So until the next time, this is Brian Haggerty wishing you the very best. Have a great day. Namaste.